Welcome to the 9642 Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. This is where me and The Fool give our unqualified and unrequested ramblings on the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We are venturing away from our bread and butter, and we're not going to talk about cricket, even though they're, everyone and their dog is talking about cricket because there's just so much cricket going on right yeah, now. Yeah, That's just passe, you know. We're not, we're not trend followers. You know? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, the... Uh, we are going to be discussing our national game here in New Zealand. Rugby... And also the pseudo national game of Auckland <laughs> Rugby League. Yeah. And so we have both codes have started their seasons with us. Um, currently, the NRL are on about to hit round uh, four. Yeah. And Super Rugby are about to hit round five. Yeah. Yeah, we're just getting started in both of them. But you know, I, th- I think it's 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 not it's about the right time of the season. You know, the Warriors are fourth; they've won two games. Um, Clearly, a yeah. match-winning season coming up. Clearly, championship-winning season. It's it's the Warriors' year. Clearly, I mean, it's it's time to call it now. Um, let's jump on that Wawa bandwagon. Yeah, you know, season uh, we predict the Warriors are going to win, and they don't. So clearly, we're we're due, right? <laughs> We're totally true. <laughs> I mean, it was been 11 years since we made a final. Yes, absolutely. Definitely true. It's going to happen this year. Yep, absolutely. Okay, to be fair, they have what well, they beat. Beat the Cowboys, and they beat the Knights. Uh, and pretty close against the Roosters, who are definitely championship favourites, so... Pretty much. They, I thought they played very well against the Roosters. I only caught highlights mm. of that game. Um, it's always nice to start the season with a win, like especially against the Knights. Yeah. Um, uh, then we got another ni- a nice little result against the um, Cowboys. So, two places we don't usually travel well. Actually, no, no, Knights played at home. So Yeah, yeah. well, Wellington, but yes. Wellington, yes. But these games are... Um, like, this is a good team. I think uh, Andrew Webster has been uh, a really good coach so far. He's, like, yeah. made some great decisions. He's picked great lineups. Like, all jokes aside, if... Webster stays at Auckland, doesn't get poached. Um, he could technically bring the Warriors into the bronze zone. Maybe not necessarily this season, because it's his first season. Um, it's his first season at the uh, Warriors, but he's uh, he is a class act, I think, and I think he will. He's got the uh, chat spot to get the team across the line. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's very true. They seem to be clicking together um, this year, I'm saying, and, and a lot of that 
is always to do with the coach, especially at the Warriors. Like, it's about... The Warriors is always... You've got to have a coach that can take the spirit of the Warriors, but, you know, mould them in and, and forge them into the, the the weapon that they need to be. To the sharp edge. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Say early season, but it's the way of the Warriors, you know, it, it's looking good. And, uh, yeah, at least they haven't started the season by losing every game. So... You know, up from previous years. And he's taken the team to... uh, uh, He was at the Penrith Panthers back-to-back seasons when they won. Obviously, as an assistant, he was there. Uh, And they would... The the team won the the NRL back-to-back. So he's... Definitely got some pedigree. Sure, um, him and, and he's obviously spoken a lot. I think to Ivan Cleary at Penrith. Who, yeah. So I do think he would know a lot about what to expect about coaching uh, here in New Zealand. It took Ivan a while at Penrith, to be fair, to get to that level. Yeah. Yeah wasn't the most uh, successful coach with them in his first stint, and then he went to Wests, and then he came back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, he's one of the best coaches we've ever had at uh, the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Generally getting, uh, got us into the um, grand final, Mm. and got us into the playoffs three times, or in six, uh, uh, sorry, four times in six years? I think it's four times six years, yeah. I'd have to look it up, but it sounds about right. But yeah, semi-final and a grand final. Like, there's very little you can complain about with his tenure. Yeah, exactly. With Penrith, he went to three grand finals. Like, the last four years, I think he's shown his class. Oh, definitely. Three three grand finals and winning two back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's crazy good. Yes. Andrew Webster hopefully can bring some of that magic to the Warriors. Um, mm. Obviously, that's what's going to happen, right? Penrith Warriors Grand Final. Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds like a great, great final. Uh, I'll just, I'll put money on that. that that's good. Um, speaking of the Panthers, they've only played two games, one win and a loss, because <laughs> they had a bye. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're on four points, same as the Warriors, who won... Um, uh, two ge- who won two games and have gotten two points. Yeah. The Sea Eagles have won both their games incl- with their bye. Um, yeah. Sea Eagles look uh, uh, very, very uh, good in the two games. Um, they've been playing quite well. Um, but yeah, the Battle of Brisbane, the two Brisbane clubs. I know, an expansion with an extra Brisbane one, yeah. Starting off with a bang. Um, yeah. The, the Dolphins, we know, have uh, been uh, spending dec- years and decades to try and bring another club into Brisbane. The Brisbane yeah. uh, Broncos very jealously guarded their territory. They didn't want that their, their city to have more than one team, which I think is a bit unfair. Brisbane's larger than Auckland. Yeah. As a city, and Brisbane is one of the heartlands of rugby league in yeah, Australasia. Yeah. And the fact, uh, sure, Gold Coast and 
North Queensland have kind of covered. Yeah, it's got Townsville. You've got Gold uh, Coast is sort of south of Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah. And you basically now have another Brisbane team that's a bit more interior Brisbane, and you've got the uh, Brisbane Broncos. For a sport like NRL, if you think about it, AFL has Brisbane, the Brisbane Lions and, and the Gold Coast Sun hmm. Suns in AFL. AFL. So that's yeah. like two teams. And, you know, Queensland's hardly AFL country, other than like your uh, Lions fans. Like the Gold Coast Titans, are, if the AFL didn't own them, would probably have gone bankrupt years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you say Queensland's not AFL country. You say there's the. I've got two teams in. Yeah. Uh, in the state and the and the fact uh, so NRL should definitely have had two teams in Brisbane a while ago. Yeah. So it's yeah. good that it's come. I so, think the Dolphins are showing, you know, that it is definitely needed because you know, yeah, they're, there's they're a lot of talent. The, yeah, there's a lot of talent in. In the Sunshine State, and I think yeah. Brisbane will definitely produce a lot. You know, the fact that it's competitive, it means the Brisbane Derby is going to be a thing. Yeah. Looking forward to that. In fact, that is next week, Friday, oh. Oh. 10 p.m. The Dolphins versus Broncos. Yeah. Um, which will be, let me just check where that's being played Suncorp Stadium. So I assume they're going to be playing their derby games in Suncorp because th technically this is the Dolphins' home game, but they have another couple of stadiums that they're planning to use throughout the season. All right, okay. That'll be more the Red Cliffs, which is because they were the Red Cliff Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. I think they don't want to be just representing one club. They, they're... So they've just become the Dolphins, and I'm guessing they're not the Brisbane Dolphins. They're just the Dolphins. All right. Yeah. I see in a couple of weeks they're playing the Titans as well, so it's a bit of a or Queensland derby there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be an interesting season for them. Like, hopefully, if if they can make the playoffs, that'll be very much like the Melbourne Storm when they first came onto the league and immediately started winning. They came, I believe. Uh, second in the minor Premier League in their first season. Yeah, I think so. In the playoffs. Pretty and then high. in their second or third season, they made it to the uh, finals. Yeah. Uh, and won. Um, Albeit perhaps with a little bit of um, additional salary cap then. No, that then happened these... in the mid 2000s. This, oh, that that was... team, this team had Ruben Wiki. Uh, Ruben Wiki. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, the first there was okay, a controversial penalty yeah. try, but I don't. But I think it was fine. I can watch, yeah. watch that game. Um, this is going back a while, so I might be remembering things a bit <laughs> uh, wrongly. But yeah, they. No, no, you're right that they won three three in a row, which got stripped off them because of uh, yeah. salary cap issues, and rightfully so. And apparently, Ruben Wiki, the club had asked players like Ruben Wiki, like from that original team that won the first premiership in '99, to come and give like a talk to the players. And they were like, "Nope, we want to speak to the directors and the managers." All right. And like they were like, "Okay." And 
apparently they were just like, look, you've destroyed the culture. Like we, the, the Melbourne Storm were great. We could always win because we had great. We had the culture, not be, and we said it correctly, and which I think is difficult to argue with, given how successful they've been as a franchise. Yeah. Even if you include, like, this is like it was an unnecessary thing that tarnished their name. Yeah, exactly. And it's like forever on their record. Like, yeah, you cheated one. Yeah. You've cheated and you've had the, you know, you've had trophies taken from you for cheating. Like, you know. Exactly. The <laughs> franchise. Like, say what you will about the Warriors, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, yeah. That being said, Storm are currently in the um, uh, third... Uh, 13th, uh, just one win, two losses. It's really early days. I would not be surprised if we saw the storm go in a run in the middle. Yeah, as I, I do. I do like. I think bro- the Broncos always threaten, but uh, uh, but they've not. They're not the force they once were. No, no. In the NRL, so it'll be good to see what the Dolphins can do to uh, kick, put a kick under their bum. Now they actually have to compete for. These fa- uh, these fans and their city. Yeah. 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 Um, the Warriors um, and the Panthers. I think we'll start seeing the Panthers go up the table. But no, realistically, I think by it's the top eight that qualify for the playoffs. I, it's super early to tell. I just I'm gonna go with the Warriors, the Panthers. Uh, the Dolphins, the Broncos, just because I would like to see the Dolphins get to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Been um, in the first season up there. The Seagulls, uh, yeah. the Roosters, uh, the Rabbitohs, and the Storm. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't really argue with the ones you're putting forward there. Um, yeah, it's, it's still long season through. Not sure. I think of the ones you missed, that might be on the edge. Raiders. Uh, don't think you said Bulldogs, Dragons. These are all good teams that might. Yeah. That could make it, but these are teams that might come up and replace the Dolphins and the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a long season. Yeah. Gotta get all the way through to what September, August, September. Um, before we get into finals, so yeah, three games in is hard to hard to provide a, a a true prediction. But I like your your predictions. Yeah, so the, apparently the favourites to being the eighteenth team is yeah. Papua New Guinea. Oh yes, no, I heard about that as well. That potentially, they might go look at basically a New Zealand team or potentially a Papua New Guinea team. I think is the. the two I think there's a lot to be theories. had for. To if you have a Papua New Guinea team, yeah. Um, and also, like, apparently, one of the things they're saying is it might uh, erode a bit of influence from China, a bit of Australian soft power. All right, yeah. In in PNG, yeah, yeah. Probably will have a um, bit of impact, but like we were talking about it at work the other day, 
And just the fact that, yeah, Papua New Guinea is the only country that has rugby league as its national sport. So having a team there based out of there is probably a a great idea. Like, And they want to be in, they think they'll be ready by 2025, which seems reasonable. That's yeah. not too far away. Two years. It's two years to, to build it. yourself the stuff. Yeah, it's not too bad. There's, there'll be a fan base, no doubt. Oh, 100%, yeah. And they can probably, like the Warriors did initially, have a bunch, you know, have a team that's dominated by local players to begin yeah, with. Yeah. And then slowly build that up. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be good. As long as the NRL, you know, support them and, and, you know, help keep them there for the first little bit, I think it'd be a very strong team eventually. Yeah, it'd absolutely. About, it'd be about establishing the team, you say, and, and getting the locals into it and all the rest. So the fan base will definitely be there. So I think from a financial point of view, it's not going to be um, too problematic. It'll just be how the, structure, the actual league structures go around it and how their playing base and... Um, training facilities and everything go and, and the players they get and things like that. Also it keeps, I know it's a bit for Australia, the downside to having it at PNG, while it grows the game like the downside is it keeps that west coast, that east coast bias, there's no teams basically yeah. west of Broken Hill in the NRL, there's no team in Perth or Adelaide and you know um, in the depth and it's not going to expand into Hobart. So, also, it would be if they did, apparently, if they did do 18 teams, they might decide to have conferences. All right. Which would be interesting as well. They're considering it would be they'd put all the Sydney clubs in one conference. All right. And then all the non Sydney teams, isn't it? Yeah. So, I guess the four Queensland teams, New Zealand. Newcastle, Canberra, um, and the Storm. Yeah. I'm guessing Newcastle may be part of the Sydney clubs then. Probably. Because if you're putting PNG, that's eight. Because I don't think it'll be a club in Sydney, though there's apparently a lot of uh, agitation from the North Sydney Bears who want to come yeah. back in NRL. Um, they said they would just call themselves the Bears, and they have said they're willing to move to uh, Perth All right. to become their team. All right, I see. Well, which but it's not unusual in Australian sports. The uh, South Melbourne Swans became the Sydney Swans, All right, and yeah. North North uh, Fitzroy, uh, Foot sorry Footscray Football Club in AFL became the uh, became the Brisbane Bears, who became the Brisbane Lions. So. This is a tried and tested model, and those are two successful clubs. You can't say Brisbane Lions and Sydney Swans are like, you know, proper and AFL, part of the AFL landscape, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very successful. And the foots, both those clubs have, like, follow an AFL, their old structure with, like, members and um, clubs, as opposed to being owned by the AFL, which a lot of clubs are. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what you mean. So, Bears would have their members, and uh, and they do have fans across the uh, country, and mm. so they reform into like I think their preferred is to be in North Sydney, obviously, and yeah, yeah. have a North Sydney Oval is already there. Yeah, yeah. 
already exists for them, but yeah, other than that, uh, they would love to go to, um, uh, they would just want to be back at the NRL. Um, yeah. So, uh, Papua New Guinea Bears? Mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I think the Papua Probably New Guinea that. team are going to be the Papua New Guinea Hunters. All right, yeah. That's the club that plays in the Queensland Cup. That's All right, team. I see. I, I assume yeah. that franchise would just move to... So technically, it would be a fifth Queensland team, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Not really. <laughs> Not actually. But sort of, maybe. <laughs> but no. Though, see, like, I think that would be my favorite for the next team, if they're going to have an 18-team league. Yeah. Um, that favorite I'd love to see one in New Zealand of course they're supposedly a team based in Wellington is potentially going to have a bit yeah, they um, have they been talking call... about that for a while though about a Wellington based team but it, yeah. the NRL loves the idea because New Zealand is like you know there's so yeah. much there's only one team it's basically the Brisbane argument right one team yeah, for exactly. a whole country and it would give New Zealand like a local rival the New Zealand Warriors yeah yeah so yeah, there's a Apparently, like Southern Orcas, so they'd be Wellington and play games in Dunedin and Christchurch. Oh yeah, yeah. The upper, because the upper North Island rugby league fan base are entrenched with the Warriors. I think like you're yeah, not yeah. gonna the, you know, the heartland of rugby league in New Zealand in South Auckland, like you know, counties Manukau in Auckland and kind of North Waikato. And nor, yeah, yeah. you know, no. be hard to put a second team to, up here somewhere. Yeah. Basically, the second rugby league heartland is Wellington, right? So it makes sense mm-hmm. for it to be the next place, and is geographically far enough. Yeah. That it should be their own team. Um, they'd have a great stadium at Rugby League Park. And, mm-hmm. uh, in Wellington, and they could play big games at the Cake Tin if they wanted to. There uh, and you know obviously they can play games in Christchurch and Dunedin like the South Island rugby teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, I think definitely a good and they would also get like the fandom from Mano, the Manawatu and Wairapa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, and I think basically your Waikato Bay of Plenty up to Taupo maybe even as far as New Plymouth is pretty much Warriors country for rugby yeah, league. Yeah. Like player, yeah, yeah well, fans were coming to watch the nines and watch, uh, cheer the Warriors on in the, for those exactly. games. So like that fan base is quite entrenched. Um, but yeah, that would be a good rivalry. Obviously, I understand the Perth question. Yeah. That and makes you know sense. what? All this logical stuff makes sense, but how good would it be to have the Bears in the NRL though? <laughs> It would actually be really good. Like, the heart wants the bears. Yeah. I always felt a bit sad for them when they got dropped out. Yeah. Basically, Manly stabbed them. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be good to have them back. Like, I understand it's not going to happen. No, very unlikely. Say, so maybe if they, they... Yeah, maybe if they move to Perth or Adelaide or somewhere, they might be able to, to pretend. But, yeah. I don't. I, I think the NRL would prefer a Papua New Guinea team or a New Zealand team over another Sydney team, even if that Sydney team had moved to Perth or Adelaide. 
Yeah. I mean, because at the moment, AFL, I believe, uh, has about 18 teams um, ah. from as of 2011. So NRL is already behind that code. Um, mm. And like the AFL have been very conservative with their expansion, and they're still bigger than uh, bigger than the NRL in terms of number of teams and they legitimately like you know in the capital centers they've got two teams in Perth they've or Western Australia they've got two teams in Adelaide they've got two they've got a bunch of teams in Melbourne now they've got two teams in Sydney sort of mm. with the Gold Coast greater with the greater Western Sydney Giants and the uh, Sydney Swans and yeah. they've the only team that doesn't have a a state that doesn't have two teams is like uh, Queensland. Sorry, no, uh, Queensland has two as well. It's got Gold Coast and Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. So they've got the set almost. Other than Tasmania, nobody has a team in Tasmania. <laughs> exactly. Well, other than the NBL now. Yeah. Basketball went there. Yeah, there's like a proposal for AFL expansion. I know this is the third uh, oval ball code. We haven't uh, really gone too much through. Rugby, but yeah. Yes, uh, we'll get to rugby. We're not expanding <laughs> rugby anytime soon. No. Uh, that's a more politically heated discussion. Yeah. How we fix <laughs> uh, super rugby. I think NRL, if you're going to have uh, 18 teams, I think the 18th team makes sense for it to be the um, to be the uh, PNG team. Yeah, and yeah. then if you're going to go to 20, like the logical head in me says either Perth or Adelaide and one in Sydney, like the North Sydney Bears. And there, you're done. You've got 20 teams. You've got 10 in that Sydney-Newcastle area. Yeah. And you've got like 10 outside. Yeah, yeah. You give up on a second New Zealand team in that scenario then. So it gives Sydney yeah, but the 10th. Sydney the tenth because you, you kind of want a bit of symmetry, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you could maybe have four four conferences of five teams, and then eventually that leaves room for more expansion. You could have like another team in, but I don't know why you do that. I'm just yeah, just spitballing, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, that's just to somehow try and find a way for another New Zealand team, but. I mean, as you say, the symmetry of it of 10 Sydney teams and 10 outside, with one of them over in Adelaide or Perth, um, and the return of the Bears, it has a lot going for it. Like, I guess there could be an argument there to be like, NRL gives up on too much of the, you know, just says, oh, we're Eastern Seaboard, that's just what we are, and instead of having an Adelaide or Perth team, puts it in, um, puts it in New Zealand, but I feel that, yeah. At least an Adelaide team is probably worth it. Depends on the supporter base, I guess. Yeah, I think Adelaide is very much an AFL town. I think there would be yeah. support for a uh, for like a Perth Reds, ba- you know, if we got a Perth Reds team again. Yeah, probably. Western Perth Australia is just would distance. like you, Western Australia would happily have two NRL teams to go along oh, yeah. with their two AFL teams and be like, yep, we've got our local derby. I don't know. They, they totally would be okay. I think the only problem with Western Australia is just distance of travel to get there. I mean, every other code does it. Yeah, I know they do. In NRL, NRL country lazy. 
They'd be like, but stuff. And it's like, A-League's like, look, we've got the New Zealand team and the Perth team. Get over it. Yep. Uh, so does basketball. Yeah. So does Super Rugby. Yeah. I think even, does the baseball have a Perth team? I believe so. Yeah, I think they do as well. And they've got an Auckland-based team. And they've got, like, other teams outside of Australia, so, you know. Yeah. I think the the NRL just have to, you know, sort themselves out. Yeah, I think there needs to be one team west of Broken Hill. At least one. That's the... <laughs> I don't know where it will be, but it, there needs to be at least one. AFL is not expanding outside of Australia. The fact that NRL will be in three countries is going to be a big thing. Because it'll be yeah. the only... Because Super Rugby is in four countries, technically. Technically. Really three. Hmm. But... Yeah, I think the, the ideas are good. I think the Dolphins have showed there's still a lot of you know, good grassroots and a lot of players that you can bring up. The thing is, I don't think like rugby league is like NFL. Like The reason why the NFL is wary of expanding into 40 teams is they think it'll be less concentrated. In the, the talent, but I also dilute the talent pool. But I think for a while there was a big thing about is there enough good quarterbacks? Yeah, and that's a legitimate concern. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In NFL. Oh, exactly. Like, there's a few key positions there, right? That you need to have enough good players for to cover all the teams that you're going for. So, sort of makes sense in NFL that you're worried about, you know, exactly yeah, how many good quarterbacks do we have? So we're going to have enough quarterbacks to. Good quarterbacks yeah. to provide good um, games across all these teams. So, absolutely. And college is not colleges are providing those players, but there's like a there's a big competition for who gets the talent, uh, like for quarterbacks, because it's a high pressure situation to be a quarterback of a franchise. You're literally yeah, yeah. the face of the team. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Team of 54. Or 57 now. But, um, before we start discussing a fourth overall <laughs> mode, um, rugby union. So, the divorce continues. We know yeah. we're not making friends with South Africa or Argentina. No. Um, so Argentina currently don't have a professional rugby league team? No, I'm not Sorry, sure. Rugby yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the... the it was... Uh, but yeah, I don't think they have one um, at the moment at all. Yeah. So they started uh, Super Rugby Americas. Oh, have they? Americas in Argentina. So that's a uh, South American uh, team uh, league. So it has two Argentinian teams, one Brazilian, one Chilean, one Paraguayan, one uh, um, American, and one uh, Uruguayan ah. team. I think that's a pretty decent 
competition. It seems like the travel is less brutal than what the Jaguars have to go through. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's spread out. It's uh, They've got one team in uh, Cordoba in the north in Argentina, and you've got a team in um, uh, Buenos Aires for the... Oh, they're basically a continuation of the Jaguars uh, uh, from Buenos Aires, and then basically Corinthians uh, Football Club, who are a multi-sport club, are are forming the rugby team and Cafeteros are the rugby union team in um, the uh, oh sorry these are the the uh, I'm, I'm looking at it wrong these are the, the disbanded teams so the teams are Dogos 11 Dogos okay. 11 uh, 15 in Cordoba Mm. Um, I think the do dogs are like a symbol of the local area. The Pampas 15, for based in Buenos Aires, Cobras, Brazil, uh, Sao Paulo, Belknam in uh, Chile, Ikari 15 in Paraguay, um, and they're an offshoot of Club Olympia, which is the famous football club. And right. Penarol doing uh, in Montevideo. Penarol, obviously, a famous sports club in Uruguay, uh, one of the big two, uh, with Uruguay and Nacional. Ah, yes. And Montevideo football clubs and the American Raptors are playing in Glendale, uh, Colorado. Yeah. And they're um, yeah the. Usually, I think Denver hosts these rugby games. There seems to be a thing for them. Uh, so yeah, the there's a potential for expansion and them. So Super Rugby Americas is the um, uh, is what they're using in uh, Argentina. Yeah, and South Africa. Um, uh, as not uh, doing. I think they a few of them went up the join. I know um, there was a few of their clubs playing in top fourteen, and they yeah. tend to do terrible. At yeah, top fourteen. Did they not stay there? Why? Yeah, I wasn't sure what had um happened to the rest of them, but yeah, I just assumed they'd go play top fourteen or something similar. Was that the whole point, right? That the yeah, South Africans they, were like, we want to go play in Europe because that's better for us and screw you guys. In, like in 2020, they played a tournament called Super Rugby uh, Unleashed or uh, uh, Unlocked. Uh, where, but then since then, I don't know what happened with their franchises. Like, yeah. what competition uh, they play in and what. What is happening to South African rugby? United Rugby Championship. The United Rugby Championship has four South African teams. Uh, what happens to the other South African teams? So only the Stormers, the Sharks, the Lions, and the Bulls are uh, part of the... Um, I guess the others are kind of like 
next person anyway. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Like, and then there's some others. It's like the Southern Kings, they disbanded in 2020, uh, it looks like. And right. the. Uh, what happened to the cheetahs? They okay. They're playing in a second tier rugby union championship in South Africa. All right. All right. What happened to the pumas? Okay, they're they play South Africa in the premier division of the Curry Cup. Okay, and the Greekers play in. Curry Cup as well. Like, so, okay. I guess everybody has a happy ending. It looks like the Lions and Cheetahs are playing in like the second tier top 14. Yeah. So they got yeah the EPCR challenge come. Right. And whilst well, the yeah, the top four are playing on the whatever it's called the top 14 United Rugby Championship. Yeah. And the others are either in the second division, well, the second tier of that, or, yeah, pretty much given up. Yeah, yeah. Because um, current teams are, are the Lions not in the current top tier? That. No, the Lions were in the. Um, yes, the Lions were invited for the EPCR Challenge Cup. I think. Yeah, yeah. See, the 2022-23 United Rugby Championships does have the Lions on the table. They're 11th at the moment. No danger oh. of being relegated. So that might just be another up competition that they're... Um, oh, no, yeah, they're right. The Lions are in, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's next year. It just it has them invited. Lions, South Africa, Lions yeah. and Cheetahs, so I'm not... It's meant to be the... EPCR is meant to be the second tier to the the top 14, so I'm, maybe there's some changes next year that they're going with. Could be. Oh, I see. No, I see the Cheetahs, no, the Cheetahs get invited to the Lions because they're the bottom, if they, oh, that must have been last year's one, so the bottom eight teams from the United Rugby Championship fall out at some point and they go play in this competition as well. So sort of Europa League, Champions League, right? You don't qualify through the knockout stages, you go play, um, Europa League. So I think it must be something similar. Because the Cheetahs, the Kings, and I think the Pumas were meant to play in these yeah. uh, Northern Hemisphere tournaments. And they didn't. So South Africa's doing its thing. Yeah. And the... Um, the... That leaves us with the... Uh, Super, uh, the Super Rugby Pacific, which is what's happening with us in Aus in Oceania. Yeah. The uh, five teams and both Australia and New Zealand and two teams to represent the uh, Pacific. But realistically, Moana Pacifica will never play a game in outside of New Zealand. But their plans to take it back to Tonga and Samoa just things have got in the way. Yes. Life, life has got in the way for them, unfortunately. But yes, no, 
they will be based out of South Auckland. Like, I think the plan is one or two. I think it was one game in um, Samoa, one game in Tonga a season has been yes. the plan. They just haven't managed to actually do that yet. Yeah, not like the Fiji and Jura, which are, are based out of Fiji, um, mostly. Other than the yes. first season when there was COVID involved. Yeah, I can, we can excuse the COVID seasons. They're yeah. understandable being what they are but the um yeah since the covid seasons have ended like like i said the moana pacifica i feel like are just very unlikely to uh to lead, uh, to ever play games in the pacific we'll see yeah. but i'm not holding my breath um effectively they're auckland's third team because we have the blues and the chiefs as well which is yeah. how things should be, because Auckland yeah. is the rugby center of the universe. Exactly. Um, I say to all Crusader fans who are one place below us in the league. Um, <laughs> but the, mighty, well, the Crusaders mighty... did just come and beat the Blues at Eden Park, yeah. so... Yes. Uh, so the Chiefs currently undefeated and the Brumbies currently yeah. undefeated. Go the Chiefs. Four wins each. Hurricanes at three. Everybody in New Zealand's favorite team, that is. Uh, the Blues are fourth with two and two, and the Crusaders are two and two. It's super early days, obviously. Yeah. Um, I believe the format is the top two uh, Australian teams go ahead, and the top two New Zealand teams go ahead in the conference. Ooh, I can't remember. I think actually they dropped all that. Or is it, it just purely the top six cut through? I think it's now just purely, like, yes, last few years it's been uh, uh, still with the conference thing. I think they've um, 100% dropped, dropped the um, Australian New Zealand thing. It's just top six. Um, though I could be wrong. Um, I'd have to Double check the current one as I scroll. Yes. Uh, as we both scroll. Practically, and, and cover it by continuing to. No, it's not going to tell me. And. rugby. Okay, top eight teams make it to the play uh, make it to the playoffs. Oof. Yes. Even we have like only twelve teams oh, in this league. <laughs> like yeah, basically all of them make it to the quarterfinals. You have to be really, really bad to not make it. Poor Highlanders. Poor Highlanders. It's gonna be sad for them. <laughs> and it's a seeded knockout. I mean, yeah. I get it. There's room for expansion as well with this mm -hmm. format because I think you can keep it up. Your know, eight teams progress until about sixteen, basically. Sixteen, maybe even twenty. Maybe even twenty. Yeah, make a point. Twenty. You can is possibly fine. do a McIntyre system, like the top two guys don't, you know, are seeded. Yeah. They get by the first week of the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody else. Go to conferences. Have wildcard weekends. Yeah, yeah. 
there's a bunch of things that can be done. Um, the uh, but the, like it's still very early days in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the Drua oh, no, look yeah. pretty good though. Um, they could make well, a playoff. Well, they beat the Crusaders up in Fiji, sure, but you know they beat the yeah. Crusaders, which is always good. Once again, early season Crusaders is not late season Crusaders, but yeah, yeah that's yeah a big win there, right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if they manage to get a top position in the league uh, yeah going up to Fiji to play them is not going to be a straightforward thing no exactly that would be a, a difficult travel so and they're looking good as well like they're, they're yes. playing pretty good football so who knows yeah but with all this chaos I think it's left the southern hemisphere kind of not in the position to challenge for the World Cup. Um, how do you think it's going to play out? Because obviously we think New Zealand's going to win everything. There was a yeah. bit of a complaint that you know the current seeded t top seeds were are like France and Scotland and Ireland, and, Ireland and, the, and yeah. those three teams are all in the same group because they did the um, draw back in 2020. Yeah. Uh, to be fair to the rugby union, they did say that they did that because they wanted to give teams and stadiums a chance to, you know, and traveling fans a chance to, you know, arrange everything and get get ready to stay in places. And, yeah. you know, there was a counter-proposal like going, oh, the World Cup doesn't do that. A, the Rugby World Cup is not like the World Cup. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you held a World Cup tomorrow, <laughs> randomly in the middle of nowhere, it will sell out. Yeah, exactly. Hotels will be built overnight to, <laughs> to charge people like millions of dollars per night per room. But like, I'm only exaggerating a little bit. Like, you would need a year to host a World Cup and sell out and make profit, make a profit. Yeah, if you yeah, hosted yeah. yeah. It. Uh, it's not rugby is not the same, and if people who would argue the Cal cricket World Cup doesn't do it, hey, the cricket World Cup's overseas contingent is all Americans who are who are wealthy middle class um, Indian Amer uh, subcontinental Indian Americans who are the biggest contingent of overseas fans. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you held a cricket World Cup, as long as India and Pakistan are playing, it will end up, uh, you know, selling a good number. And the cricket World Cup doesn't sell out no, no. all its things the way uh, a football World Cup does. So it's a bad comparison. If you want to be like cricket, like no, don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You shouldn't, you shouldn't want to be like cricket. But this, it's what's happened has happened. Um, you've got a pool where the All Blacks are playing France, mm. Italy, Uruguay, and Namibia. You know, every time we play France in the group, we win the World Cup. Yes, exactly. And we played them in the finals as, as well. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, so that's good. Like, yeah. to be fair, we didn't do that in 2015, did we? 
We didn't have France. We won the World Cup, but we didn't have France in the um, We didn't. The pool. No. We beat... But we didn't play France in the final either, so it's okay. Hmm? I believe we played England in that final, 2015? In Australia. Uh, Australia we played in the final. It was played in England, played but... Yeah, in England, yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. Um, in Pool B, we have defending champions South Africa. Yeah. Against top seeds Ireland, and then we've got Scotland, Ponga, and Romania. Now, that is a tough group. Yes. Because as much as the Group A people can complain, France and New Zealand should power yeah. through. I feel bad for Italy, but yeah, that's a tough group for them. But yeah, Italy never quite ranks high enough to not be in a tough group. So. Yeah, and South Africa, Ireland and Scotland have a very, very good team, but they might be sent home because there's no easy teams here. Romania are good. Yeah. As are Tonga. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Tonga and Romania aren't going, probably aren't going to beat any of the other three, but potentially could, or, you know, it would just be that they were, but they're not going to be walkovers, so, you yeah. know, points differential may come into it, bonus points, uh, but yeah, bonus points may come into it, and it may be hard getting bonus points off Tonga or Romania, or, you know, high yeah. um, school differentials, so it could make it tight for the... For yeah. the ones going through. Like, bonus points is where I'm expecting New Zealand and France to get ahead. Like, yeah. with all due respect to Uruguay and Namibia, that's probably, like, uh, where the points are coming. Like, I know Uruguay have a quote-unquote professional team in the Americas. Yeah. But, yeah. The... It's... They're still a developing country when it comes to rugby union. Yeah, well, exactly. And I mean, Sorry, go I was going to say also, yeah, Paul B just pointing out that the I know you covered it, but yeah, those are three, uh, three of the top five teams: <laughs> South Africa, Ireland, and Scotland. Yep. In the world, so yeah, it's rank one, rank four, and rank five currently. So that's how well that that seedings worked. Yeah. Um. Remember, 2020, Scotland were so poor, they rejected yeah. the World Rugby proposal to have 10 team, uh, have uh, a Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere 10 team tournament, which would play off against each other. And because, have yeah, they would get relegated out of the Six Nations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they were, in, in the end, proposing a 17 league. But no, it's a, it's a big turnaround for Scotland, really, in recent years, to A, be ranked above England, and to yeah. be in the top five at the moment. Like, that is, Scottish rugby, rugby has had a big renaissance in the last few years. Like, yeah. they're serious contenders, serious threats, and it's sort of sad. Yeah, is that it, Scotland is the one to be the most upset with how the pools were drawn and when they were, because, you know, they definitely lose out the most in this um, of having to fight in a, in a pool of death as opposed to being in one where they would be second favourites yeah yeah so I mean yeah but I, I mean, think at, time, there's not many easy groups in world rugby right no no there isn't 
the because Pool C we have Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Portugal. Once again, this might this group will, might come down to bonus points. Potentially, yeah. And the Fijian Drew are playing as well as they are could be on form. Yeah, and Wales aren't and Australia aren't playing particularly well. Yes. Um, I mean, you'd think the tour that would be good enough to to get through this. Wouldn't it be the first um, time Wales got knocked out of a World Cup by a Pacific team. No. And just pointing out that Georgia is actually a pretty uh, Georgia's oh, currently Georgia's ranked higher than a very, Georgia, the seventh ranked team in Europe. Yeah. Say so they're currently ranked higher than Samoa and Fiji, and Italy for that matter. You're right, seventh. Like Georgia's up in eleventh spot, so, um, and they're not too far off Japan to be in the top ten. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah. Pool C's not Japan a particularly easy thing. thing. I thought Argi did Argentina drop out of the top ten? Uh, no, Argentina eight. So top ten is Ireland, France, New Zealand, South Africa, Scotland, England, Australia, Argentina, Wales, Japan. Then okay, it's Georgia, so Samoa. No, they're fourteenth. Like Georgia, Samoa, and Fiji, all above Italy. So Georgia's technically better than Italy. Yeah. But currently, they're technically better than Italy, based on ranking points. I mean, Italy, that's possibly because Italy's just come through Six Nations and therefore spent time losing ranking points by losing games, whilst Georgia's yeah. been um, playing in the uh, Rugby Europe Championship, so that means they win things um they forget yeah. points that's yeah that's why the six nations needed the, the northern hemisphere especially the european one needed relegation and promotion yeah no no uh, there is definitely teams in europe that sort of show that it would be helpful i mean even portugal's not a million miles below italy i mean they're reasonably far in ranking points but, you know, yeah yeah you get down but to 15 Tonga, and then you drop yeah. a reasonable amount of points down to Portugal and Uruguay and USA and down from there. But yeah, but Portuguese rugby is coming along quite yeah. well um, in the last few um, World Cups as well. And then we've got Pool D with uh, England, Japan, Argentina, uh, Samoa, and Chile. So I mean, what's it got? Three good teams in that league. Four good teams in that. Group. Oh, that's yeah, it's very good. I mean, this is the one Scotland could complain most about because all of these teams are ranked below them. Like that, yeah. There, there is. This is a pool D where every single team is currently ranked below Scotland, who's in a pool with South Africa and Ireland, who are two, you know, favourites for the, for the title. So, that's, if I was a Scottish fan, that's where I'd be the most upset about when this was done. Because yes, obviously it's 2020, England were close to top at the time. Well, fourth, of, obviously, to be in Paul D. Um, so yeah, it's just it's how that goes. That I can yeah. imagine Scottish fans not being happy at all. But... It means that they get the chance to pull an upset. Do they knock South Africa out? Do they knock Ireland out? You know, the number ranked team. Because they can beat these teams. Yeah. 
Absolutely, they shouldn't fear anybody. And, I mean, this is a chance, and Paul D is a chance for England to get themselves back um, into their their true form for knockouts, so, you know, whether that happens. Or it's a potential for Japan and Argentina, or Samoa. Samoa to do a, a 91, Japan to to continue their good vein of form in recent years, really, and especially the last couple yep. of World Cups, where they start to show that, you know, they're not the, the pushovers they were in the... For quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Japan gets. I mean, they're no longer the second-ranked team in that pool, but they do get second-ranked billing. Yeah. So I think they they sort of deserve it in terms of the last few years, like the last four to eight years. Of work, yeah. so, yeah. absolutely. Um, the but the thing is, they have to make the draw at some point. Yeah, no, it has to be. And some at point that point in twenty twenty, yeah. made sense. Like we didn't even know how quickly people would be able to get tickets and yeah, get uh, uh, arrange their flights. So. I, I think blaming World Rugby is a bit unfair, and Scotland always no. complained. Remember in the 2019 World Cup, they were complaining that Japan would get the... Uh, would go ahead if both sides had, uh, had a did not play in their... Um, oh, yeah. thing. And, like, Italy complained a little bit, but, you know, they had to beat the All Blacks by 75 points. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I, yes, no, I do remember that. No, to be fair, complaining is Scottish. It doesn't need to be about yeah. the rugby. It can be about anything. But yeah. why not complain about the rugby? Exactly. I just, yeah, I understand, you say. The draw has to be made at some point. In this case, it made sense for it to be in 2020, just so that there was plenty of lead and everybody knew what was happening. Things could get sorted because there was so much uncertainty back then. Even be like, could the 2023 World Cup go ahead? Mm, who knows? We'll find out, I guess, in a few years. So it made sense, yeah. and so it has to be. But yeah, the fact that Scotland's rugby has then, since then, just gone on this massive renaissance, I sort of understand how Scottish fans can be very upset about it and be like, there is unfairness here. It's like, there is unfairness. And, but the fact is that it was no unfairness. And it's just. You knew who, which pool you're in, who else you're in. You just gotta play the cards as they as they dealt. Exactly. Um, and Scottish rugby, if it's a true renaissance, this team should still be were able to compete in Australia in 2027, maybe even yeah. the United States in 2031. Yeah, yeah. When that tournament comes in. Um, Rugby is definitely spreading the game. Uh, with they're basically, I think their new their process of trying to uh, get as many non top ten countries to host the tournament is definitely uh, gonna pay dividends for the sport in the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, who are we picking from each group? Like the super too early to call. Well, 
Okay, Pool A is New Zealand and France, and I'm going to be patriotic and pick New Zealand first on that, though um, that game between New Zealand and France could be very... Well, whoever wins very that stupid. game between New Zealand and France is going to win the World Cup, right? Like, that's just how it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely go for a, a New Zealand-France final as they both come out of that pool and then win through from there. I oh, see, they do, yeah. yeah. I was checking, I thought this was the case, but yes. And New Zealand-France is the opening game as well, just to, yeah. to really help there. Like, this time they've done it right. Like, I remember the 2011 World Cup, and they, there was New Zealand-Tonga, I think, the opening game. It's like, come on, you've got New Zealand-France in the same pool. Just, that's what everybody wants to see, make that the opener. Like, it's this, it's this thing. It's, it's become its own thing, New Zealand-France at World Cups. So you, you need to lean into it. You can't, just, like, try not to. Absolutely. Um, second group. With... Oh. Ireland's going to top it, I think. But I really don't want to pick the second place team. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go with South Africa. I think they just always cup for World yeah. Cups. They do. I sort of want to go and Scotland. They're defending champions. Yeah, I sort of want to go Scotland. Not really against South Africa, but say they do step up for it, but this may just be Scotland's time. Yeah, but, but Scotland traditionally choke at the World Cups. You do make a point, they do turn. Okay, no. Ireland, South Africa, Scotland chokes, something weird happens and they get upset. Yeah. They can win it next time. Uh, next up, we'll see. Hmm. Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, Portugal. I think Australia will make it through top. Wales being a bit pants this year in the Six Nations. They're not at the level they were at when this got drawn. They will be knocked out by a, a Pacifica team again. I'm actually almost thinking Georgia. Like, the Georgian team's looking good. I don't know, this could be a bit of a test for them about are they as good as as they are looking? Like, I almost think Australia, Georgia. Like, Fiji could, but, like, no, they're just, as a team, as a nation, it's hard. Like, the problem with the Pacific Nations is that they just don't get enough rugby as a team. Like, yes. at any other time, other than World Cups. They go to a World Cup, and that's the time they get to actually, you know, train together and be together and be a team, basically. Um... They, okay, yeah, but, they do they do a little bit of pre-season or early season stuff in New Zealand and Australia and a bit of a tour around Europe, but normally the sideshows to to the New Zealand, Australia, South Africa tours. So um, this is the... The, the three uh, Pacifica brothers always overperform at World Cups. They do. They do, they do pull together well for the, the World Cups. Um, and if there's... Uh, Georgia, like, if it comes down to bonus points, I think Fiji can score tries yeah. against Portugal. Oh, no, Fiji will get more bonus points. So I just, I just having a feeling about this Georgian team, and, like, they may be, it may just be that they do a couple of upsets, like, um, the Japan 2015, when they beat France? That was 2015, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and so maybe Georgia causes a few upsets, but doesn't quite make it out of the pool, but, um, I don't know. I just feel the Georgian team's looking pretty good. 
Yeah, no, I get, I get it. I definitely see what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like he um, tends to do, uh, like I said, I think Fiji tends to do well at World Cups. Yeah. But I think for, I don't know, I can't look down on Wales. No. Wales also tends to overperform at World Cups. They do. I just, I'm going to go, like, we'll look back at our recording and, like, probably laugh, but I'm going to go Australia Wales. Okay. After all that <laughs> talk of Fiji <laughs> and Georgia. You can go the, the thing. Yeah, and I know Wales overperformed at World Cup, but they were pantsless at Six Nations. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Like, it's just like, yes, Wales, we do well and stuff, but. Whew, you were so bad. I don't know, I... Yeah, we'll see. I think, to be fair, I think Paul C's the actual pool of death here. Uh, you know, Paul being talking D? about Paul... Paul C. Paul, C. Paul D is also a pool. Like, they're all pools of death, really. But Paul C, I... Even saying Australia's going to top the group, I don't feel confident in that. Like... Yeah. Because Paul D, I don't think England are going to top this group. I think Japan no. and Argentina can scam it. Mm-hmm. I think... I, I feel like England's going to do well enough to come second in the group. But, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win. There will be hostile uh, crowds in every game against England. Yeah. I know. I still think... I mean, that's just going to get their backs out right. That's going to give them a, a something to unite around. But... So I don't see them not coming second, but I could see almost any of the next three, Japan, Argentina, or Samoa, like, beating England as well. So, like, it's possible yeah. they may end up third, because, but I think they'll be second, and either Japan or Argentina will come first. Probably Argentina, um, which would be unlucky for Japan. But, yeah, that's, I sort of see Argentina, England as the most likely. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I think, yeah, Argentina, England is the most likely, but I think Japan, they've they've secured their position here. They've mm. climbed the mountain. I would love to see them do it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Probably England, Argentina, probably the goal. That's what my head says. Yeah. See how it all goes. Maybe they need to expand the World Cup. 32 team World Cup, come on. Yeah. Expand the World Cup, guys. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I think that's going to be after the 19, uh, 2032 one, right? 31, yeah. If they think about it, yeah. I mean, you could probably expand a little bit further. 20th teams, I don't know how that could work in terms of, of scheduling and... and Format and all the rest. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's a weird should, situation. Yeah. You do have, like, Russia at 25th. Russia's been to a World Cup. Canada's at 23. Canada's been to World Cups. Yeah. So, not horrendously bad teams down that way. Like, not unknowns. Sure, they're a bit underperforming. They've dropped down from where they were. Yeah. And especially with um, Super Rugby Americas, you know, that should give some strength to the South American teams. South, like the whole American continent, right? Yeah. Like we're, 
probably gonna see more um, potential. Uh, we're gonna, we'll probably see more potential teams coming in uh, from like you know it'll from Canada and the USA joining that tournament. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually you will. Uh, yeah, the tournament will fully represent the continent. Yeah, yeah. But for now, they're not quite there yet. Not quite, no. Here's a bit of trivia, just because I scrolled down. I don't know if you've scrolled down. Do you know what the bottom ranked team in the um, IRB World Rugby rankings is? In the men's rankings? What is it? American Samoa. Which I found interesting, since Samoa is quite high up. American Samoa is the bottom ranked team. Because they play American Bas football. Yeah, and basically they never play rugby. Their, past, their last match was the 2015 Oceania Rugby Cup, where they lost 20-8 to against Tahiti. Yeah, that kind of just tells you all you need to know, right? Yeah, it does. See where their 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 focus is and their strengths. Yeah, which is fair enough. Hmm. Uh, they're a rugby union uh, uh, team. What else can you say? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but oh, we'll see how the Super Rugby all plays out and how the, yeah. what effect it has on the rest of the tournament. Being a World Cup year for the men, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, how all these dice and the roll of zoo and obviously injuries play out for the teams. But yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, either England or either New Zealand or France win the World Cup, right? That's basically our prediction. That's how this goes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, a bit more seriously, I think Ireland, it, New Zealand, because I'm, it's the All Blacks. So, all blacks versus New Zealanders, but otherwise, the other team to me is yeah, either going to be Ireland or France. Um, so, yeah. to me, it's one of those three teams. Well, it's New Zealand versus one of those two teams, and see how we yeah. how we go. Say, traditionally, it should be France, because that's how it works when New Zealand plays France in the same pool. Pretty much. One of those two teams. Both those teams make the final, and then we're... Sort of, uh, and then they sort it out between the two of them. Yeah, exactly. And we will see if that plays out this World Cup too, but don't be surprised if it does. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have time for today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thanks very much for listening, and well, next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Six Four Two Discord and a Buy Me a Coffee. Pretty sure it's Buy Me a Beer. Oh yeah, Buy Me a Beer on BuyMeACoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer or coffee, I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube.